I I saw that Renfield. Oh, did Renfield. you? Meet the Renfield. He's the Dracula's best buddy. From the country of Transylvania. He's a page out of... He is a page out of... of, of Fiction. (laughs) Man, this song writes itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's wacky. Get Uh, this. What was it? uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The whole thing, it's about what what, a bad relationship they have. Oh, no. He's like, oh, I hate my boss. Oh, I'm well, in a codependent relationship. I, I, I just He's think abusive. we need relationship therapy, but I don't think he'd go for it. Mm. Yeah. It's like they took a movie from like the late 90s. but Analyze then... this with a vampire? No, it's more like a enough, but with a Dracula instead of uh, some slick back hair guy who isn't Dracula being like mm. I'll kill you you bitch you can't you can't you can't betray me like this it's just like a bad boyfriend movie but with Dracula as the bad boyfriend and he's not a boyfriend he's a boss mm. but well it was like yeah I found myself being like I think they're trying to imply that Renfield is gay and then I realized that there was already a whole plot that they'd established where Redfield uh, had a crush on a lady. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what this movie's trying to kind tell of a me. Weird, weird way to live your life if you like the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Renfield really will be inviting a girl over to their house and it's got a Dracula in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a mattress on you the can't floor and, with that. Yeah. and the Dark Lord. <laughs> he just has one folding chair set up in front of a TV on the floor with a PlayStation and Dracula. Yeah, well, on that PlayStation, he might have Castlevania. So, you know, yeah, which one's the better Dracula? Now, is the point of Castlevania, you are trying to kill Dracula, right? Yeah. I don't feel like Dracula would be cool with that. You spend all your time playing those video games. Somebody makes me the final boss in a video game. I'm going to be very cool with that. I just don't know how I'd feel about uh, my loved ones uh, all sitting on the couch, like waiting for like a flash spot on my belly to light up and then firing yeah. a rocket launcher into me i i would be uh, yeah that's that's pretty good now with dracula i i think it might be a problem that uh they're they're using garlic and holy water they're letting all of his uh secrets out that might be the problem mm. if, if it really were a dracula game where it's like shoot the glowing spot with a grenade launcher rocket launcher because you know i i those those aren't my weaknesses either you know, that's fine. You know how sometimes in these like Dracula movies, they'll be like, "Do we kill him with a wooden stake?" Right? And they're like, "No, that stuff's just from legend." 
the real way you gotta kill a Dracula is blah blah blah. They always want to have a different thing for their Dracula movie, so they say, "Oh, those are just old fairy tales. You can't really kill Dracula with a crucifix." What if in the in this new Dracula they were like, "No, no, no, Gra- garlic, forget about it." What you gotta do is wait for his, his belly to start flashing, and then you fire a <laughs> rocket at it. <laughs> It's been that way since time immemorial. Yeah. He opens his mouth and that's when you punch. Yeah. He has to wait for him to expose his weak spot. And then you do a combo move on him. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to kill him. Folks, we don't have a podcast. We don't. Uh, what did you think? Was it a good movie? It was all right. Okay. They really do make every movie about some sort of trauma now. I was like, couldn't Renfield just be like a guy who's like, I love bugs. <laughs> that's that's the Renfield I know and love. You just want a gummy movie. I want right. to be like, oh, I love Dracula and I love bugs. This one's just like, Dracula, you're abusive and I don't have to take it. And then Dracula slaps him around and then he cries. Which would Which would you rather see? A movie where... Uh, Dracula is being a, a real bastard to a person or a movie where a guy's just like, oh, Dracula, I love you. Oh, more bugs, please. <laughs> uh, option B. Give me that bug hugs. guy. Yeah. It was all right. And if, if it's a comedy, uh, uh, Renfield can end up on the uh, a new version of Fear Factor and just, Ooh. you know, Eat all the other contestants' bugs. Yeah, that's a great idea. Have him have Renfield go on Fear Factor. Renfield two, and it, and it's him having to deal with Joe Rogan being a bully <laughs> yeah. to him. But it's not this uh, new new version of Renfield. We're we're getting a eighty five year old Tom Waits to show up. And eat all yeah, the bugs. <laughs> he's just like, ooh, I love bugs. <laughs> Let me sing a weird jazz song in the mountain. I love to eat bugs. <laughs> That's a movie. Mamma mia. Has anyone ever played Dracula as an Italian guy? I feel like that could be fun, too. Oh, um, maybe in Italy. If it, Yeah. Do they have an Italian Dracula? He's like, I put your blood <laughs> on a noodle. I think you're still doing like the regular Dracula voice. <laughs> Mamma mia. I love the blood. Is that, that's not what Romanian people sound like, is it? They walk it's around what, like, uh, Whoa. Bella Lugosi sounded like. Whoa. They do that to each other on the street. I, I think uh, we, we had a accent game of telephone where Bella Lugosi just talked in his regular voice. And so that's how we imagine drama. And then everybody else did weird takes, weird impressions of Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Maybe that hmm. kind of like how they, how Raul Julia was so good as Gomez Adams that now he is canonically a Latino guy. Mm-hmm. To the extent where we can have a uh, Luis Guzman play Gomez Adams, yeah, 
that's like wild. They, he's not not canonically a sexy guy. <laughs> like that that didn't stick. Well, he could be Luis sexy. Guzman's like I'm like the right in between uh, John Aston and, and <laughs> Raul Julia. We don't have a podcast. Sadly, no, no we don't. That's this is this is what we're here for. Yeah, it's going to come up with a podcast. Um, last time we tried a podcast, what was it? What did uh, we do? Top tens, take top two. ten lists. That's right. I, and, it, you know uh, what? I think that, I think we did a pretty good job, a little too good of a job, uh, because uh, we were told not to do anymore, right? Oh were yeah. You, were you just trying to make me feel better? That we were Did told David to- Letterman really get really mad at us and say, like, your lists are better than mine and I'm you've made me very sad and I will not allow this podcast to continue. He came busting in here with his wild, unkempt beard. Yeah. And he smashed my laptop and he said, no more top 10 lists. They're my legacy. You're undoing my legacy. And then he burst it. He turned into a cloud of bats and flew around the room. <laughs> and I started crying. Uh, yeah. It's it's funny, though, that I could not recall what the last one we did was. Because the first thing I have written down is a podcast called How to Remember Things. <laughs> well, I, I think we should make that the, the number one idea of the week. Uh, how do you remember things? I I mean I don't for the most part, but I We're do really have really good my... at remembering some things and really bad at other things. Very true. I I can tell you all about the episode of Rescue Rangers where they get involved in a cult that worships a soda fountain. But mm. I still every time I go to the pharmacy, I draw a big blank on my wife's birthday. And then I say, please don't tell her that I always do this. <laughs> and then they go, that's your wife you're picking up for? And I go, yes, I'm sorry. I can't remember her birthday. They're like, how do you not know? And I, like, they seriously start grilling me. I'm because like, I remember the things that are fun to remember. remember. Yeah, you should, you should start telling them about that Rescue Rangers episode. It was called Cuckoo Cola, and they sang a song and said, Come along, you belong, feel the fizz of Cuckoo Cola. And then they would bathe, they had white robes, and they would bathe under the soda fountain in the different flavors and dye the robes. I've uh, uh, changed my mind. Do not tell them about that. Uh, If you would like to pick (laughs) up those uh, pills. That's a, a dead giveaway. Don't give this man uh, someone else's medications. I'm in the I'm in the soda soaked robe, chanting, "Come <laughs> yeah. along, you belong." <clears throat> but I do because I I I really just have no no idea of how to control my memory. Uh, I have all kinds of little little uh, tricks and things that I do to help me remember things. Mm-hmm. You know, mnemonic devices and that sort of thing. Yeah, I have many mnemonic devices and just uh, 
historical associations. Uh, when when that movie uh, Slumdog Millionaire came out, I was like, I, I really get this. I, mm-hmm. I super get this. Just, <laughs> just about any 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 question, I could go directly to a not important time in my life and be like, <laughs> <laughs> "This reminds me of the time I fell down in a pit toilet." Yeah. I uh, yeah, and and honestly, I could I could not tell you another another damn thing about the who wants to or about the uh, <coughs> Slump Dog Millionaire mo- movie other than the part where he's in the dookie, and then the dance at the end where they sing Jai Ho. That's the highlight mm-hmm. reel in my mind. I need to come up with mnemonic devices to remember the other things that he knows in Slum Dog Millionaire. There's something though. I... It's 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 a thing like the concept hit for me. And it's well directed and everything. I've only watched it once, and uh, I, I can't say a whole lot more about the movie itself. But that is how what one way that memory works. And I was like, yeah, that, that, that's that's got it. Mm. Yeah. I wish I could unlock the th- whatever it is that makes me remember a thing forever cuz it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be good or useful or really impactful but it does seem like maybe if I if I learn a mnemonic device that is stupid it sticks with me forever so maybe they need to be stupid for example I remember uh, learning, like having this guy come to our school who had his system for mnemonic devices to just like memorize certain things. And he had published these books and flashcards and stuff. And he had one that was uh, like all the states and their capitals. And each one had a little funny uh illustration and i don't i don't recall any of the ones with the states to the capitals but i do remember that he also had a book that was how to remember every book of the bible and what the book was about and i do remember one of those that it was a it was a little cartoon drawing of two books trampling a guy while they sang and it was, it said, do it, run on me. Okay. Do for Deuteronomy. Yeah. I, I, I know that much, but, uh, as a, a heathen who quit going to church around the age of 13, I can't tell you what a whole lot of the, the books are actually about. Apparently this for, one is for about, the free donuts and soda. <laughs> it's it, this one's about uh, two books who trample a man while they sing. Well, I wish I'd been paying a little more attention. That sounds uh, ready for Adult Swim, you know. Yeah, from the from the people that brought you Renfield comes duet. Run on me. He's like the books. They just keep running all over me. Then they're singing while they do it. Is there like a stampede in in that book of the Bible? Like, what's going on in there? Do you remember? Just uh... <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that the, the, was it, was it is, like the library scene in Ghostbusters? It's one of the many. It's one of the multiple books of the Old Testament 
where God's just making lists where he's like, nobody's allowed to have shellfish. And if you have a period, that's bad. <laughs> I have no yeah, idea why yeah. that guy drew two books trampling. But because it had to be two books, because they're doing a duet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're also running on him. Uh, the uh, thing that I remember the most uh, is, as far as mnemonic devices was when I was really young, like fourth or fifth grade. I, I guess they were trying to give us a taste of what was to come and, and made us memorize I think something like 25 different elements from the periodic table and their symbols. And my mm. mom came up with a whole bunch of uh, really dumb, but I still think of them when when I think of iron, which is F-E, like fee-fi-fo-fum, the giant and Jack and the Beanstalk is strong, and so is iron. <laughs> or uh, lead, which is uh, P-B, uh, and uh, do you want a peanut butter and lead sandwich? No, thanks. <laughs> sodium, which is salt, is N-A. Do you want some more sodium on your fries? Nah. Like, she just came up with, all, like, a whole bunch of them, and I aced that test, and I still think of them all, even though it's not really necessary, but that flashes up every time yeah for, i for think whatever this reason, is i think of periodic table symbols i think that we've cracked the code it has to be stupid it has to be so <laughs> stupid that you think of it every time it's the first thing that you think of when you hear that word has to be the stupidest thing you've ever heard so yeah. what's what's something that we can that we can remember? Oh, I know, my wife's birthday. It's November twelfth, nineteen eighty one. So, Nav, maybe maybe like maybe Navidad, no. Feliz Navidad. So we got Santa Claus. But he's in a low rider. And then he uh he gets out of it. <laughs> and he goes, Hey, how many days of Christmas are there? <laughs> Twelve. Because he because he's like a Fonzie Santa Claus. He's yeah. an A guy. He showed up early. Mm-hmm. So so that, that then that's he got says, our November twelfth. And then 1981, he goes, this is my friend, <laughs> Igby, because 1981 kind of looks like I-G-B-I. And then this little guy goes, hey, what's up, I'm Igby. Here's your pills. Uh, <laughs> um, I've got, uh, I, 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 I think that uh, there could be a, a gross sex explanation for 81. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, 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 if you think of about 69, uh, uh -huh. the number kind of explains itself. I think 81 can also uh, be self-explanatory. 
he would like to put the one in both holes of the eight. Uh, this is a sex Santa Claus, and he showed up early because he couldn't wait. Twelve days of Christmas. Let's extend it. I was picturing the eight being like a like a big pair of boobs. Okay, it could be a butt or boobs. They could be a butt Eight, too. Eights can be butts, boobs, or or two different bowling holes. balls. Yeah, it's Santa Claus. He's getting out of a low rider, and he's just putting his hard <laughs> member yeah. in between round things. <laughs> but 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 a boobs. Uh, he's got two big melons, uh, and then two small round pills. <laughs> okay all right so this he's doing this all over the pharmacy then. he's he's picking up all the different uh pills and put, putting his wiener in between them now i i have to ask you right now um your your camera went off and it says press camera button to activate movie shooting <laughs> there i pressed the button okay I thought possibly you, you were going to make a movie. Yeah, I've been making, I've secretly, I've been yeah, making a yeah. movie this whole time. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've got a new setup here and it's not all the way put together as you can clearly see. I understand. But I did, I put, I put the, uh, table away and I've got this little couch that I can recline on here. While I podcast, but I can't. If I put my mm-hmm. leg up, then we see my leg in the camera now, which I don't like. It's it's very pale and meaty. Yeah, but this could be. I mean, I was thinking about releasing the video as a Patreon bonus feature, where you can get the video version. Now that that's a that's a possibility. They added video to Patreon now. We're in the okay. beta. Yeah. Could be good. I'll, 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 I, I added another light in here because I noticed that I was a lot darker than yours. We got to get I you don't... a ring light. We'll give you some dramatic eyelashes. I don't want to do that. <laughs> can, can I have one of those minor caps? <laughs> you just blind, you have like a shining light yeah, yeah. shining directly into the camera. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Okay. Do you have an idea for a podcast? I do. Uh this one is called uh The Idle Invisible Hand. This is idle like like uh lazy. A- a- Adam Smith's uh theory that the invisible hand uh guides the market of capitalism but the idle invisible hand uh is uh free to uh you know be the devil's uh, playground um this would just be a podcast where from top to bottom we go ahead and look and see what's for sale this week we can uh do the sotheby's and christie's auction houses and see the really fancy stuff that's available and uh, we can go back to our old stomping grounds and just see what's uh, up for grabs at wish oh, and everything yeah. in between. Now it, I, I know that I'm, 
I'm showing my ass here, but everyone's already aware of how confused I was about the parable of the cave, but uh, I've <laughs> never been able to understand what the invisible hand is supposed to be. Like, I, I think it's uh, exactly the same thing as on in those old sing-along videos where you follow the, the bouncing dot the, or the bouncing ball. The little, yeah. Dots don't bounce. They can. Uh, I, I I think it is a metaphor that is uh, <laughs> not very instructive. Yeah, it's it's very. <laughs> I think I, I think he was just like he's there's like stuff going on that you don't immediately see. Sometimes the market can completely surprise you, like a ghost giving you a hand job. Yeah, the invest. You never the expect it. <laughs> You're not necessarily mad at the ghost. But come on, I'm yeah. at my first communion. It wasn't me, it was the invisible hand. Yeah. First you sit on it until it goes numb. Not not an excuse Shaggy used. Now I I will be, I will say that the uh the invisible hand, I think, does have some confusing ideas about what I should be buying online. For a while, uh, it was it kept advertising uh, one of the things that a dentist uses to UV cure those uh, like white fillings. You know the little the little ultraviolet wand that they put mm-hmm. in your mouth and light up for a few minutes after they give you a, a, a filling. Uh, the the ads on Instagram really wanted me to buy one of those for home use. Does that actually do anything? Because that always felt to me like a uh, placebo effect thing. Like this thing looks futuristic and sciency, and it and it's at the dentist and it doesn't hurt. So people people are like, well, it doesn't hurt and it looks. It looks. I mean, like- we could find out. <laughs> I got, I got, I got the hookup through Amazon. If we want to buy one, we okay. could start doing our own fillings and see if that thing really does. If it is a game changer. Lately, though, uh, it keeps trying to get me to buy an industrial frozen yogurt machine for my house. Well, that's just a good investment. I mean, I don't eat that much. You said industrial. I, I'm thinking more like uh, that's that's the freezer edition that I oh, it's want. Like, it's like, like the one it that makes you... its own ice, but but also there's just a button so that it's always got about twelve ounces of froyo in it. Oh, this is this is identical to the one that you might see at like a Pinkberry or something. Oh, okay, that's too much. It's the whole churning machine that you have to fill a hopper with frozen yogurt liquid and then it has to run all night and run all the time so that you can pull the lever and a little bit of frozen you bring yogurt. up a great point i just need to go to a pink berry and, and acquire a giant industrial plastic bag of froyo yeah liquid. yeah and then i can just uh Keep it refrigerated, but then squirt some into a cup when I'm ready. Oh, my God. I think I might have just 
I might have cracked the code. So you know, you go to one of those places, mm-hmm. and they they're like, you can put any toppings you want on the yo yogurt, and and you're like, ooh, and you go crazy. You're putting too much toppings on, mm-hmm. and then you you get up there to the checkout, and they're like, all right, let's weigh it. But I bet we could do the math and find some stuff in that store that isn't traditional yogurt or toppings that maybe we could put on that scale and get at a bargain price, including perhaps the frozen yogurt machine itself. <laughs> no, the, that, 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 that thing charges by like the, there, there's no, I, I, I think that that frozen yogurt machine would cost like a, the same as a yacht. If you put it on that scale. I mean, how much does the yogurt cost? I'll be honest. I don't know anything about. I couldn't tell you how much they charge. I, I, I think that the the best uh, thing to do is to completely avoid the toppings. Mm-hmm. Though the yogurt, frozen yogurt is probably heavier than some of them. That's what you're there for. And you, you got to think about how much aeration is in your topping like if you've got a chocolate caramel yogurt and you want to throw some pretzel pieces in there to get some salt in it that probably makes sense because pretzels are light the boba bubbles yeah are pretty good but some of that stuff is is just very dense and not as good as the yogurt itself now I'm looking I'm looking here. I found one. It's the it's the classic three different you got your chocolate vanilla and swirl. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out how much it weighs. But it it does it it they are asking like fifteen hundred dollars. If you put that on the scale, I bet that thing weighs Oh oh okay, I got pounds. the weight. Sorry, I, I'm gonna guess that it weighs 165 pounds. 274 pounds. Ooh, boy, big old boy. Oh, yeah, but okay. So, what do you think they're charging for Froyo at the Froyo place? Uh, I think that like 12 ounces of it. Uh, with oh, let's let's just kick it up. Uh, like how much do you think they charge per pound for the yogurt? You might you might have a point then. I think we could do it. I think we could pull it off. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> we're gonna load we're gonna load a whole frozen yogurt machine into one of the little cups. Just get it balanced on one corner in the cup and then we gotta hoist it up. Some of those cups are it. huge, so we we can do that. And let, yeah, maybe, maybe and, we have to buy four cups. That's fine. Whatever yeah. they're Minimum charges that they add on a dollar fifty or whatever. We'll, it's we'll, wobbly, we'll so that. we'll just offer to hold it up a little bit, and and we're just you know giving it a little boost. Oh, oh yeah, oh look at that! It only weighs two hundred and thirty pounds. We we helped it out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, it would have to the yogurt would have to cost like five dollars for sixteen ounces. Before you'd even worry about going into the red on this. 
Well, this it, little it piece definitely of does cost more than $5 for 16 ounces. Well, shit. It's probably like more than $10, but yeah. I think we're still, I, I think we're still making a profit. I don't know what the used market is on, on those, but uh, yeah, I, I think true. we're in good shape on it. Um, and I, I wanted to say, uh, as far as uh, the Sotheby's auction house, uh, I, I was looking at their different lots that they had for sale this week, uh, if, if we did choose this one. And uh, one of them was called Important Watches. Oh, how important are they? <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on who you are, I guess. Uh, but it is fun looking at what they have on on offer. Uh, other lots uh, going on on auction this week. Uh, the Samurai, Japanese Arms and Armor, Irish Art, Ugh. Landscape to City, 20th Century Japanese Prince, The Legacy Collection. Fine and rare whiskey from Scotland. And then there's a, a Ferrari. That's just a lot of one. But uh, important watches uh, one. This is the just first time watch? they've done important watches. Oh, but but I they see. intend to do it again. I like this. It's it's almost like a, doing like a wacky round of trivia. Yeah. But... Uh, the, then then we didn't uh, go into, uh, well, I don't know if they sell those on Wish, uh, 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 Yo, Froyo machines on Wish, but uh, I, I think that there are a lot of things that we could talk about and not buy. Yeah. Okay. All right, I got another idea. Okay. And this one... I I felt like we'd done, but I went back through all of the old show notes and I couldn't find any record of it. So I guess that it just has been living in my imagination for so long because it's been on it's been on my short list for a while and it's called the Super President Lab. <laughs> OK, yeah, I, this, I don't remember this. This would be where we design our perfect president kind of you know that movie weird science oh yeah but instead of uh instead of a, a barbie doll we've got a little abraham lincoln doll uh, we're hooking can it be Jumper a barbie doll up dressed up like abraham lincoln yeah. Ooh, imagine imagine Abraham Lincoln but with a big fake pair of titties. Oh boy, he comes out of our closet. Whoa. <laughs> he but but he knows exactly what to do somehow. Yeah, he goes, somebody call for a rail splitter, and we're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing I'm, a bra I'm, on my head. <laughs> Actually, now I'm thinking a stovepipe bra might be pretty cool. Ooh. Who do you think who do you think would be the celebrity to wear the bra made of two stovepipe hats? Mm. Lady Gaga or Katy Perry? Oh. Um 
I, I think it's uh, whoever gets to it first. You know, it's if, a race. If somebody's got a, a single, it's going to drop for uh, the July weekend. I think they should get right on it. I see. I would I would wait and release that on President's Day. And I can't okay. remember when it is. It's February, right? I don't know. That, that that's a topic for the the memory podcast. I yeah. Believe. What is what is President's Day? Might be Day? January even. President's Day. January eighteenth is a guess. February. Well, it says February twentieth, mm. but I think it's always a Monday. Okay. Well, I need some help in that regard. Let's see. President's Day. Officially Washington's birthday. How do you how do you do it? It's the third Monday in February. Okay, so how do we remember this? A Garfield. There's three Garfields. Um I, I'm I'm going to uh take my headphones off for this portion because I do not want to remember when President's Day is. All right. So I, the, I, I want to be surprised. <laughs> you want to you want to be at the bank at the drive through of the bank and then realize yeah. there's no one inside the building. You're like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know want that there were three Garfields, but I don't know what they did after that. <laughs> I and and I I would also like to suggest that we uh, change President's Day uh, to November first. Okay. Right after Halloween, so we can have another party and we just dress up as presidents. Oh, same because like sometimes it'll fall on the same weekend. You'll have Halloween on Friday and President's Day on Saturday. Oof. Yeah, you have a special all presidents wipe wipe you Eid. out for the first uh, first week of November. God, speaking of people being wiped out, uh. To this, this we're recording this the the day after the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. This is this is the uh, what the Brits refer to as horse burying day. <laughs> it's the day when traditionally the horses were taken out and buried. Uh, but this is also the the most hungover our city ever is. It's the day mm-hmm. after the Kentucky Derby, and I shit you not, several large like ancient trees fell down across our major thoroughfares today <laughs> and I it know. barely made a blip in the news just, and social media one, one hungover guy uh showed up to run one piece of yellow tape across it was no one no one was even talking about it because everyone was in bed like oh why i tried to I go to two so different much? taco bills and i was like I can't do this. This is not fair. <laughs> it was I'm amazing. Somebody just put an old tire in the middle of a four-lane thoroughfare. Like, hey, don't come over here. There's a tree. It's a it's an oak tree, like big enough that you could live inside of it, like some sort of whimsical woodland creature. Yeah. We're like an entire Swiss family. A trunk, a trunk the size of a tractor trailer, completely bisecting a street, and it wasn't the only tree. They fell over that street, and and no one was talking about it. I I, I think that the street you're talking about. There's, there's three both, Garfields. Uh, they're dressed up like Jason Abraham Lincoln too. and George Washington and James Garfield. <laughs> huh? 
We had some it, sort it, of a lag I, there I, where we both started talking at the same time. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I I was blocked off uh, on both both going either east or west on that street. Uh, within two yeah, blocks, you were right. there was a giant tree across the street. <laughs> you start to wonder if maybe the Joker is trying to rob an armored car in your neighborhood, and he's just closed off traffic. But they were one step ahead. Well, uh, I, I'm going to take this opportunity, uh, since we're talking about... Uh, Bits of wood that uh, no longer live uh, to suggest my second podcast idea. Okay. This is the Rainstick podcast. Do you remember a time in the 90s when you couldn't go to uh, a bookstore or a mall without uh, someone tipping over a, a piece of dried wood or cactus and uh, hearing the world sound of a rainstick? This be a podcast uh, devoted to bringing them back. Bring back the rain stick? Possibly. Uh, it's an ASMR podcast where we just talk over 60 minutes of rain stick noise. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the rain stick isn't really a thing that you need anymore because you could just play. I'm sure that you could go on YouTube right now and type in Sound of rain stick. Yeah, and you're gonna you find get, a video. You get one. All right. They take the cactus. They dry the cactus. They hammer the spines of the cactus in to the stick. Uh huh. So 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 they're sitting there like a game of kerplunk. And then you put a lot of beads in it. You stop it up. So technically, while very similar, the sound is very slightly different. Every single time. That is so yeah, true. you don't want to listen to the same recording of one rain stick. Well, I was going to say since lazy people probably do the same 10 second loop oh, over yeah. and over again. I I was going to say that I do know that you can make your own rain stick with. A, with a foam pool noodle mm-hmm. and a box of toothpicks and some dried beans. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just do that. We did that in in vacation Bible school one year. I don't know. Don't know why. I don't remember what the object lesson of it was. Is there a Bible story about rain? There must be. I don't know. Uh, I, I remember all of my vacation Bible school things uh, being somewhat exoticized. Mm-hmm. There, there would be a theme of Africa or the rainforest. Or there was a lot of safari themed vacation. China Bible one school. time. Ooh. Yeah, I remember one time at vacation Bible school, they had a thing where they were like, "We're going to recreate the Jonah and the whale experience," and they basically built like a they taped a bunch of black garbage bags together, and then taped that to the floor of the gymnasium. And then they blew a fan into it to, you know, blow it up so you could climb inside of this completely dark space. And they're like, this is what it was like for Jonah in the belly of the whale. But then the vacation Bible school lady was like, 
we need to heighten the atmosphere of what it's like to be inside of a whale. So go get some sardines and open the cans up inside of the <laughs> <tent>. <laughs> I gotta say, it really did feel like I was in the belly of the whale. Uh, it seems like a really great place to uh, set up a smoke machine as well. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think that I would also probably like to, to smoke a joint inside of that. <laughs> Man, that's what was missing from that story. If Jonah had had just a couple of nice fat pre-rolls in like a, he's got like a, one of those. You know the metal tubes that cigars come in when you have like a nice cigar. He's got like a he's got a big doobie, a big blunt, and he's just uh, he's like, I could I could get used to this. Hey, it sure and, it and, sure and means then, working for a living. Yeah, and and that could uh, if if they were better storytellers back then, they could have gone Pinocchio with it, and and the smoke could have uh, made. Uh, Monstro uh, need to sneeze and expel Jonah. Oh, or he just Monstro gets real high too. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, I'm just trying to reconnect Jonah with his wooden son, Nate. Yeah, that's famously the story of Jonah. Yeah. He was trying to get back to his wooden son. All right, let's let's consult the Podtron. Okay, let's do it. All right, folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We trained it by giving it a list of the most popular podcast titles. It analyzes that and generates a list of titles that it thinks could be the next big thing. Podcast titles like Bottoms Up, Wingo Akimbo. Getting getting uh, shit faced with birds, I guess, and uh, ESPN personalities. Is, wait, which one's the ESPN? Wingo Trey Wingo? Wingo. Is there a guy named Wingo? Trey Wingo. Trey is oh. his first name. Wingo is his last name. Isn't that like a some kind of a Native American werewolf? Uh, that's a Wendigo. Oh, that's right. Boy, imagine if they had one of those on ESPN. <laughs> uh, it would be better. Bottoms up, Wingo Akimbo. It sounds very Australian to me. It does. Maybe this and I, is and a... I believe that there are absolutely other uh, uses of the word Wingo than the one I'm familiar with. Wingo does sound like, well, first, I think, <laughs> first blush. Sounds like a baby version of Ringo, mm -hmm. which is very cute. You imagine Richard Starkey himself, Sir mm -hmm. Richard, the drummer for the Beatles. Yes. But he's a baby version. And every time he falls off Yoshi's back, he starts crying and floating in a bubble. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm pretty sure that uh, Ringo uh, should have been the voice of Mario in that Wingo. Mario Brothers movie. Uh, he's very. It's a sliding doors type what mm. might have been if instead of Wario, they had Wingo and it was just a little baby Ringo. And he's not trying to fuck things up for Mario and Luigi. He's just uh, 
just patiently yeah, writing yeah. back to all of his fans. <laughs> Bottoms up, Wingo, Akimbo. And Akimbo is like when you stand like Peter Pan, right? Arms Akimbo. Isn't that what that means? Is it or does Akimbo mean outspread? Like I I'm I'm right next to the wall, but I think it's when you have your elbows out. Okay. Hands on hips. That's one of those words I've heard many times, and uh, it's it's normally used in some sort of dance terminology, and uh, I'm pretty sure I never got it. <clears throat> then it always made me wonder why uh, that that pose uh, made uh, Kimbo Slice want to take that name. Hmm. Yes, Kimbo arms akimbo refers to placing hands on hips, arms bent at the elbows, which are pointing outward, often in a standing position. Yeah. Okay. So I'm now I'm thinking this is a podcast where we have some sort of Peter Pan type character and he's he's proposing Australian supremacy. Bottoms up. Gear. He wants the globe to be displayed the other way around wingo akimbo okay now i'd like to look at those maps i i I, yeah i'm down and 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 what we've done here is we don't have a very good podcast but we do have a very good mnemonic device that is so stupid that no one will ever forget (laughs) bottoms up wingo akimbo that's the name you will take to your grave and, and what's it helped me remember? The name of the podcast, Bottoms Up, Wingo Akimbo. Okay, yeah. You'll be you'll be trying to focus on your family that's all around you on your deathbed. You'll be like, Bottoms Up, Wingo Akimbo. <laughs> what do you got from the Podtron? Okay, I've got Call Your Killers. Oh. And uh, we, we've... Uh, Suggested possibly doing a uh, pen pals with killers podcast where we we read our epistles to the killers, Ooh. and I, I say uh, why 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 have uh, the postman as a post middleman? Let's just uh, call them up, let them drop some bars on the podcast, and reap the rewards. So would we say your killers? We mean... Well, I'm saying uh, not necessarily that uh, they've killed any of our audience, but uh, our audience are fans of theirs, and uh, the the people that they've killed uh, can't listen to podcasts. Fair enough. Yeah. So not 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 killers of us. <clears throat> no, 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 no. But killers to us, maybe. These are, they're, they're ours because uh, uh, they're through uh, the, the miracle of economics and uh, us making hand. money off of them. Uh, they're ours. Yeah. We, we have some connection to them. This is like when Laura calls Red Dead Redemption your cowboys, which is the <laughs> cold-bloodedest thing she's ever said to me. You going to play with your cowboys again? Oh, yeah. we'll be out somewhere, and I'm just I'm like deep in thought. And she goes, "You thinking about your cowboys?" 
<laughs> so hurtful. <laughs> You're cowboys. Yeah. Like... We should do a whole podcast of mnemonic devices to help my wife know the names of things. I don't know. It, it's. I don't think she needs to know the name of that one. She she loves not knowing, and and yeah, it sounds it sounds like getting things. it wrong on purpose. In that yeah. case, I bet she actually knew that one. She, yeah, she, she's doing the old the classic grandpa calling it Pokemon. Grandpa knows it's Pokemon. I mean, he he learned enough Korean to get by during the war. You mean to tell me he can't <laughs> say Pokemon? Call your killers. And I can just picture my wife popping her head down in the basement. Oh, oh, sorry. Are you calling your killers? I'm sorry. Ah. You're talking about your grandpa and Korea and Pokemon. Made me realize like that they would call a very different thing a pocket monster. And uh, the, the act of mega evolving is is something else as well gross yeah <laughs> i don't like that grandpa so are we gonna call are we gonna call like murderers or can we just can we can well, it, it could could be secondhand killers ma- manslaughter killers i mean technically a killer you know, is a i killer. built a cheap bridge yeah what are you gonna do we can ease into hey, it. I wanted to have a, a Froyo machine in my house. We we don't have to start with like a guy who's going to be real disturbing and twisted. Like the, no, like we Kevin don't want to be scared straight. We we just want to. Uh... Yeah. We can have the guy from Oz, the guy who's like, oh, I drunk drove once and killed a person. Now I'm an experimental. But rape prison. I've only seen the first half of the first episode of Oz, but <laughs> I've never watched any Oz. It's very theatrical. Yeah. Well, does it ever get around to its connection to the wonderful Wizard of Oz? Uh, I think that it, it, it the plot really is that a guy like drunk dr- drives and and kills somebody, and they send him to an experimental prison. And I think that is that it's like the prison is called the Emerald city or something like that. I I do know enough to know like everything has that weird green lighting to it. So also they, the, it does, it does turn out that the warden arrived by hot air balloon during a tornado. (laughs) That's call your killers. You got another one? I got another one. It's called Lost Idiot. Okay. And this would be a podcast about me. I am terrible at navigating. <coughs> okay. So uh, we, we can go old school with this one and, and do it like uh, cabbies used to do when they had to spend two to three years uh, on the knowledge where they're, they're getting paid minimum wage just to ride around with other cabbies. Uh-huh. Signing a contract saying that, that because they're getting this treatment that they will continue to work for the yellow cab company. Yeah. And uh, 
We'll we'll get you on the knowledge. We'll just uh, drive around. We'll learn every street. I did. I did read recently that the that to be a cab driver in London, you have to take an exam where they just give you two different addresses and you have to describe several different routes on how to get to those different places. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, there are just some jobs I could never fucking have. And that is top of the heap. I think I got a better shot at becoming president than becoming a <laughs> London cabbie. Has uh, Uber destroyed the cab industry in London like it has here? I don't know. Uh, you know, I wonder because it's it's funny to think about like th- things things suck pretty bad here. And I know that there are some places where they still don't. And it must be wild. Like places where they're like, no, we won't let Uber be a thing. Or no, Subway, you're not allowed to call your sandwiches bread. <laughs> yeah. I I I think I think that we are eh. <laughs> It's probably a good thing to keep Uber out, uh, but I don't know how expensive the cabs are in London, but it is definitely London specific. Me knowing the terminology on the knowledge. That's a cab term from London. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely am the lost idiot of the lost idiot though. I, I can never I can never go to my in-laws house without missing an exit and then uh then having to get off at the next exit and turn around somewhere on the highway. Everyone's mm-hmm. just built in that extra time for any time I, that I we're that supposed to go visit. Too. Uh today with the tree falling down, I ended up spending an extra 45 minutes driving around because I got lost in a neighborhood trying to try just trying to get around that one block where a tree had fallen down. I, I feel you. I, 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 I come, do that sort of thing as well. I come from a very flat land. The roads are all a grid. Any curve in a road, my brain doesn't, I'm like the I'm like the elves in the Lord of the Rings, like like I see in straight lines. There's no curve. I when I first moved here, that happened to me all the time. I'd be like, "Well, I'm at least headed in the right. Oh, I'm not headed in the right direction. Yeah. What just happened? A road a road will just have a gentle curve to it, and it's it's as if I've stepped through the portal into the land of the lost. And it, it, now I'm surrounded by sleeve stacks. Just like, oh, no, there's a Chipotle here. That shouldn't be. But but there is an art to being lost. You find things when you're lost. Oh, I'm very good I, at I, that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the part where when, once you know exactly where you're going and you have one route to everything, you, you look for a tree to fall down. So you start finding new things again. Yeah. Because you get stuck in your rut. You, you've made your rut. This is this is. This is my great hope, is that when I'm older, when when we all get to a certain age and and start to lose 
lose it a little bit. Guys like me will be the ones that are prepared for an afternoon of just wandering aimlessly. I've been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this will all work out. I'm just going to, you know, I'll walk past this flower garden, pick a little gardenia, sniff it. Just enjoying it. I'm just enjoying the scenery. Ooh, stop and ask a construction worker what they're doing. I'm, a, I'm in no hurry. Yeah. I don't need I, to give I, me I, some I sort of a... I will play a, a, a pill-mill game of Frisbee golf along the way with you. Yeah. If you invite me, you know, off of burned out husks of buildings, could be fun. Yeah. Don't need to put me in a home. Just give me a leather jacket that says <laughs> The Wanderer. <laughs> I'll always come. I'll always come wandering back when you ring that dinner triangle. Yeah. I'm just rubbing my hands together and. He doesn't remember any of our names, but... Uh... I just smell the liver and onions, and I come back. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I've got another Podtron one here. Uh, this is Sore Histories. Sore this, Histories. This is just a, a podcast where, where they say uh, history is written by the, the winners. Uh, we're, we're going to uh, look at the losers. And probably specifically when the losers are like one one guy who really got their ass kicked. Mm. And uh, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll do combat sports a lot. But but also uh, there, there could definitely be a sore history of Chris Rock after a few years because he's the one who got slapped. Or, you know, any time uh, famous people uh, attack somebody. <laughs> There's a sore history there. Mm, mm. Uh, so the sore history is is someone who it's Got like an oral kicked. history. Lost the fight. Yeah, yeah. Like when Cat Williams got knocked out by that kid. <laughs> yeah, that's a sore history. Or when uh, that 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 one uh, concert where Afro Man punched somebody trying to get on stage and had to go to jail. I, that we, yeah. we we could have both Afro Man and the person he punched. Because I'm mm. sure they're both sore. Yeah, it, it did it did seem like maybe that drunk lady was the winner in the end. <laughs> could we interview that that guy that was on uh, who wants to be a millionaire and got out on the first question because he thought a whale was larger than the moon? <laughs> I I didn't even know that happened, but but so sure. Which, which of the following is largest? I'd like to go to that fucking Bible school party. Try to fill up that many garbage bags with air. Try to find me smoking my J. The size of the continental U.S. A whale. Final answer. The moon. All right, here's what we got. We got How to Remember Things, The Idle Invisible Hand, Super President's Lab, The Rain Stick Podcast, Bottoms Up, Wingo Akimbo, Call Your Killers, Lost Idiot, and Sore Histories. Okay. Uh, I, I think that uh, both of our first ideas are the two best ideas this week. 
how to remember things or the invisible the idle invisible hand yeah which i don't love the title of the idle invisible hand but as is a podcast uh topic i think it can work all right um yeah i think i think i like the idle invisible hand let's do it folks if you want to hear the idle invisible hand you and can it might over. have a new title by the time you hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. It might have a different title. Head on over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Sign up to support us. You'll get access to the vault where we have every attempted podcast, as well as an RSS feed you can paste into your podcast listening device. And you'll get the newest episode every time we do a new podcast attempt we've done we've done some real good ones just last last week we we put out top 10 take 2 where we guessed what we made up new top 10s for the David Letterman top 10 premises of yesteryear it was a good one you can also write us a review on iTunes, give us a rating on Spotify, tell your friends about the show. That's it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. Bye.